So, you've tested your honor, you've mortalized your gods, now it's time to war your barons. Let's Aikido to the barons war. Fortify niche. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Fortified Niche, the podcast about smaller war games that aren't produced by any of the big, nasty companies out there. Boo! Boo! My name is JC Dent. Uh, and I'm Kassa, and I'm still raving about how cool that intro is. Oh yeah, we definitely have uh, one of the better intros in the industry. Uh, so... Today, we are talking about this game called The Baron's War. Yeah, written by Andy Hobday and developed with George Asling and Mark Farr. A medieval skirmish game. Yep, yep. It's if you ever want to fight in the jolly fields of England without any Germans getting involved, it's... uh, it's the game for you. Yeah, I, I I think it's neat. It looks like it's a pretty cool little um, skirmish system set in a period, a very specific period as well, which I like. I like games that are specific about what they want, what they want to be. And this game knows what it wants to be, kind of. <laughs> I mean, specific always, uh, almost in anything in life, specific be it's generic. So, yeah, and this is at least uh, in the main game, in the main book, and we always... Uh, make a point of only reviewing the main book and not the expansions it's like you know uh it's a beat down of all the uh british people you've uh, you've may have heard that uh, did their shit before war of roses uh th- there's also there's also stats for robin hood if i'm not mistaken yeah so all your favorite periods from um the 12th sorry the 13th century to about the 14th or maybe 11th century yeah really on the other hand it's sort of agnostic that it's sort of agnostic so you can like transplant it to other places and maybe tweak it within the game tools provided to give flavor uh, oh no reason you couldn't use this for earlier periods or later periods up to about gunpowder anywhere you think uh, any period where you think it's uh, okay to have a unit of 12 bowmen or 12 spearmen on the on the field instead of like 200 dudes is going to be okay so yeah uh those are those are the rules uh, i mean that's the premise the rules don't uh, don't really uh push for any sort of uh how do you say it unmoddable uh, englishness something that would stand out in another game like Oh no, this certainly doesn't work for Japan in this period because they added tea and crumpets rule and I couldn't uh, find a way to uh up Japanese it to refluff it or something like it like I I I think it's I think it's fairly neutral in that regard. So yeah. uh, going um, for going deeper into the rules. Yeah, there's a lot of interesting ways you could make it even more specific about the era or the setting whatever yeah. you wanted it to be representing best yeah so uh it's a d10 based system uh unless i'm i, I unless i misread something terribly <laughs> the stats are basically always expressed as uh, something over so three plus five plus and so so you know the lower the number the better because you need it's a d10 rollover system yeah pull the dice 
Um, tens are good, ones are bad. You want to roll high almost all the time. You will want a couple of d6s though, and maybe a d12 for the um, scenarios Maraldi. and maps. Yeah. Oh, Maraldi, yeah. Yeah, that's basically kind of it. Uh, it's. Uh, I, I don't know if there's much to. To, to, to talk about the rules like themselves there but uh, I'll t I'll try the game works in phases but also has alternating activations so phases are for sort of well not bookkeeping stuff but kind of like that because like one of the the bookkeeping phase <laughs> yeah one of the first things you do in the game is like you have a phase for units that are not under your control so that which are shocked and broken so then, then and once you resolve uh, all those panicky, uh, scattery units, then you go to controlling, con well, actually controlling your units, and in, in which case, yeah, you continue alternating. And then there's the uh, bookkeeping phase where you remove certain tokens and prepare the field for the next turn. Uh, I don't know if I like the uh, uncontrolled units phase uh, being... Uh, in the next phase and not in the bookkeeping phase, but uh, maybe there's a reason for that. Yeah, it's um, I, I agree with you. It seems like an interesting way to handle it, and it doesn't do a super great job of explaining. There's very little in the way of um, the D, the D10 pool system reminded me of um, Oathmark. Just randomly, all of a sudden, like, hey, we covered like a agnosticy fantasy game with um, rank and flank, you know, back in the day, Oathmark by Stephen McCullough. That was not as skirmish yeah. as this is. That's, that was a lot more terrifying. Uh, and we were talking about the different phases of the turn. The action phase is still the biggest phase, like because that's where you, that's where you move your dudes, and your dudes hopefully do their things and uh, kill people. Uh, there is well, morale phase exists. It doesn't uh, like morale die. Don't really prevent your units from activating normally, like they would say make it a, a bit harder in uh, bolt action, like pins make you roll for activations. On the other hand, this uh, Baron's War has uh, command orders, which allow your leader to make other units like act twice in a turn. It's not, it's not free, the units become Im immediately tired, which immediately reminds me of uh, stuff like that, with, of fatigue and saga. And uh, if the unit has morale die on it, then they have to, I, I, I think if the unit has morale die on it, then they have to... No, units have to roll morale to be activated by the leader and not just they normally do. So they, in that case, they can fail and you'll just have wasted that. But on the other hand, those units may have already acted in the turn before. So it's not, it's a little risky, but not that risky. But if it, uh, if it goes off, it's... Uh, not just a 100% beneficial thing like it would be with the goddamn overseer rules in, in, in Necromunda, which is the worst, the worst example, the best example of uh, uh, we wrote a rule you have to pick and other rules are inferior. And, uh, you know, I really hate games having the obvious right choice. So it's not, it's not, it's not terrible here. It's like, even if you get to activate uh, a unit of knights the second time, they they become weary, and weary makes them worse at any tests they have to take. And there are uh, there are rules like that which which are uh, made to 
prevent some sort of like gamey behavior like uh as we find as we found out uh by mailing the uh, game 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 designer yourself if you shoot with bows and your shot is obstructed by friendlies each one you roll just removes uh, uh just removes a friendly miniature from the obstructing unit which makes sense because like uh, you could try doing the how would they how you how did they used to call it in Warhammer the devilfish box or the fish oh, of yeah, death yeah. or something where people would put devilfishes in front of the tau warriors and you couldn't shoot the tau warriors but the tau warriors could shoot you because the devilfish is flying well if you tried that with knights sure knights have three plus saves or and they they can even get shields that allow them to reroll save which would make you very likely to absorb any hits you you take from obscure shooting but since you immediately remove miniatures you can't do that so that is one of those uh, good pieces of uh, good bits of uh, proofing the rules a little for uh, gamey behavior yeah and so one of the dice roller does that not just if you roll yeah to clarify with the audience yeah. um yeah it's it's mm. the rules are fine um High concept wise, I think he gets a bit too nitty gritty with the morale in a way that doesn't make for an enjoyable time. Like shocked versus broken, and the morale dice, which is more of a casualty tracker. Well, I'm going to say this because that uh, I don't know if the shocked and broken system is bad or if it's if it just falls prey to the general issue with the game that I have, in which I think that it's not explained well and the rule book isn't is not laid out well i think it would generally be a an, an okay system to play your uh, medieval games on but it's it's a it's a chore to read uh, it's a chore to get through and once you get to the uh, combat resolution flowchart your eyes just glaze over and you fall fall from your chair because it's one of the most confusing things i've uh, ever seen though it's, though it's, it's up there with the D&D 3rd edition grappling rules flowchart. I just like, I don't want to read this anymore. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and and it's like a perennial problem in the rule set because like if you look at the quick reaction, if you look at the quick rule sheet, the game phase table has morale modifier rules stacked into the middle of the table and that doesn't make it easier to read. And uh, that's just... Uh, and uh, and that is sad when games are let down not by their rule design but by their uh, I don't know the craftsmanship of laying down the rules of explaining them of saying what does where and and we really did a lot uh, of rule book flipping well you know we were provided with a PDF so we <laughs> we did a lot of search uh, a lot of uh, control effing but uh, yeah it's definitely could be laid out better yeah and then index that points you to every single instance of the term rather than the main definition is incredibly frustrating to try and use as a reference in a game like yeah there are it is a very bewildering mix of this game trying to be accessible and easy to use and good explained and then also not being that like on one hand the game has an Excellent free online army builder, which has everything but the meaning of the special rules, which is great. Uh, we all know at yeah. least one company who's very terrible about uh, providing any sort of functional army builders. But no, here you can 
freely build an army and uh, print it out and then you'll know uh the stats of your soldiers and the only thing you need to bring yeah. is like your knowledge of the rules and the whatever the special rules they have mean options you can't take are blanked off which is which is really cool um makes it yeah. easy to not fuck up like oh i brought my green bowman armor and swords oh well <laughs> yeah yeah like it's a good functioning army army builder it does what it has to do uh, but on the other hand, you run into stuff like this game has no unit size limit, but it has a harshly enforced uh, unit coherency mechanic where you measure from a single miniature and everyone has to fit it in the bubble. So, you know, it has a maximum limit of how many dudes you can take in a unit. Else it explodes at the end of the turn. If it can't move at the end of a turn to maintain coherency the unit goes away and that's i think we eventually counted that you can at least on tabletop simulator you can squeeze squeeze like 12 dudes in the unit before that becomes a problem yeah so they're 25 mil bases and you've got to be within two inches of whoever your sergeant the person is um any base edge you want to measure so that's kind of i don't know i'm not a math person but i'm sure 12 is like Around the average of what you could fit. Yeah. Horses uh, are four inches from the main guy. Yeah, and it's like it's all it's also a pain <laughs> to keep the coherency in the game, but I guess it's there to prevent prevent conga lining. But like I said, like I, I, I asked if it I asked why there is no unit size limit when there's a harsh a harsh unit coherency mechanic. And that's basic the the answer I get that it's that's that's just it that's intentional so and it, it's 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 a a weird bit of meanness in the game that's going to hurt a new player who doesn't maybe math it out immediately that doesn't maybe not that doesn't maybe know how small the coherency is and then the the only thing that it does is that his opponent can smugly tell him oh your unit is an incoherency now. It explodes and dies. You fail, sir. You fail. And I'm like, weird. Because, yeah, um, the Warhost uh, uh, website that hosts the Army Builder has a lot of FAQ stuff in there, a lot of game aids. It's really friendly, but then this sort of thing just flies out of nowhere. And really, it really doesn't do anything good to anyone, but there it is. And also, I'd say if yeah. you're if you have to put shooting rules as a separate seven-page PDF in an FAQ, then maybe you should consider how well they're written. Yeah, there is. It's not an adversarial tone in the book, but there's definitely. Um, so my first reading of it, it felt very much like a game. Just, it's, this is a, this isn't exclusive to Baron's War. None of the issues we have in most games are exclusive to the game we're talking about. But it's written. Like for his friends to have a reference rather than like a new player to learn it. Like, um, the quick reference stuff is fine, except for the first page. Like, the, they've got the combat process table, which is garbage and I hate looking at. But the modifiers are all there, the, weapon, the general weapon tables are there, the shield rolls are there, combat resolutions there. But there's no good, like, here's getting started. This is your first game, this is what you try and do. Look at this, look at that. But there are default armies, but the default armies are still kind of like, oh, there's a lot going on here, isn't there? 
Yeah, the, uh, it's nice that they have a couple of uh, pre-made armies for 500 points, which is the beginner level. And we did play our first game with beginner level armies, and those were... Uh, but even playing those was a little confusing. And also we ran into some issues with game balance, I guess we can say. I mean, we we, we usually run two playtests per game, so we <laughs> didn't, didn't eventually exactly do it, but... There's there are very few limits when it comes to army building, and I guess we're moving to army building, but maybe maybe we'll do it specifically later on. But the big thing I remember about army building is that you have to have ten percent of green troops, and then you are free to go. At which point it becomes very tempting to make an army of nothing but archers, especially when you start looking into unit abilities, which you get. Uh, I think I, I think you get uh, four or either three plus one per each commander you have or something like that. And uh, unit abilities, which sh sure still cost points per dude, but come with I, with stuff like, hey, uh, this unit can now have a six inch bubble of impassable terrain in front of it, which is like, okay, so I put it on four units and I like can block off uh, about a 24 inch area for me, which sure is not a workable thing in uh, every scenario because like some scenarios have goals other than just killing the enemy, but hmm. creating this sort of impassable zone where you just put your archers and just shoot out of your fortress were done at everyone with impunity <laughs> it, is a tempting idea or was it damascus steel that prevents uh, taking shield rolls which are your which are this game's shield uh, which are this game's failed uh, armor rerolls yeah and and so and there's nothing saying that you can't take it on arm, uh, on uh, on ranged units uh, ranged units which shoot at 20 inches uh, while where uh, most units in male armor use move four inches and the real fast one units move six but are paper thin it just feels like it should use a limitation of how many ranged units you can take in a game and uh, correct me if i'm mistaken i think saga does something like it oh uh, yeah saga is very limited in who actually has ranged weapons if you have like a ranged weapon in your profile then you get your full attack which is fine but it's usually like if you want your hearth guard, you have bows. It's kind of hard to get hearth guard with bows unless you're like playing the Irish, and then you just do what you want. <laughs> yeah, um. yeah. Well, I mostly remember my my horror stories from uh, first edition Irish, where everything is shooting, even the terrain. Uh, but yeah, it's it's really it 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 really feels like it can really get weighted towards uh, build, just building a ranged army and just demolishing anything that's trying to come close. And that definitely feels like the way we're coming from it there was like, we're not whack gamers, like we're not all-cost gamers, but we are sort of like, well, I'm going to build the best army that I can build. But we're not playing a narrative, we're not really fighting um, Robin Hood versus um, Little John here in the woods of Nottingham. Like, Yeah, I think if you are, if, if you have, uh, I, I think if you have army building rules, uh, you should, and uh, you you uh, do points values and stuff. You should be you should be aware of the idea that some players will try to break the system, and don't and not leave it to the players themselves to balance it. Because now I ha now I have to fight against my desire to win. 
why didn't the game developer, who knows the system better than I do, who should have caught it before I did, done it for me? And I guess you've heard this refrain in basically every <laughs> every re- re- review we did before. So uh, maybe I should just make it into a sound bit. Uh, <laughs> short podcast with staggering soundboard, I'll be honest. <laughs> Yeah, podcast or soundboard. Second edition, second edition, second edition. <laughs> uh, so yeah, there's a, there, and when you when you combine archers with abilities or archers with differently costed units with different strengths, you can really get up to nonsense. You can really get up to some nonsense, especially if you make archers that can move and shoot. Which is like good luck trying to catch up me. I'm sh- I'm shooting at twenty inches, and also I'm getting plus one for long range. Yeah, or I'm just like, okay, first time these guys are going to be removed from the board, I'll just make a mega unit that moves six inches, shoots 25, and just delete someone. Okay, cool. I've lost 200 points. Goodbye, knights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and with the exploding uh, large units... They only explode at the start of the turn. So if you put your green green troops into into like if you buy a hundred points of green troops, you put that oversized unit at the front and create a speed bump for the enemy. Like they've probably already served their purpose. And if you've managed to charge someone, they pro- they might have even killed someone. And if they and if the enemy shoots and kills some of them, then they don't die at the end of the turn. So it all works out. Uh, all looking up Millhouse. And a, so they also provide a collection of um, scenarios that doesn't even exist. What you need to be twelve for? Yeah. Um, and a significant amount of them make a first turn offensive, either with your melee units or cavalry or uh, archers, insanely effective. Yeah, uh, this 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 game has like what uh, twelve or sixteen layout possibilities for deployment zones, and then fifteen scenario scenarios what you do <laughs> after you deploy. But many of the deployments have deployment zones literally touching. So yeah, so one of them has deployments over two feet. One of them, every other deployment, the furthest point seems to be a foot. Because it, it uses, um, it's a four by three game, um, and it shows it all in twelve inch squares, which I quite like. It makes it very easy to look at. And be like, oh, that's how you lay that out. I can yeah. do that. And you just get your uh, your carnival twelve inch boards, and you're playing in Venice now, which is kind of weird, but it's okay because carnival is cool, and everyone should have carnival. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Vikings invading Venice—that that would be something. But it would work uh, in the fiction, so. Yeah, I mean. Yes, the the, the 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 it's nice that the game has fifteen scenarios, uh, even though at least one of them is just kill points, which is the most boring thing you could ever put in any game. Infinity ITS rules. I'm looking at you, uh, and it also has quite a few deployment zones. I think that it, it's much more than Warhammer at least to, to at least much more than Warhammer does. But uh, yeah, it's. Uh, not great. 180 not, potential matchups. Yeah, uh, so, so so that's nice, but they should really iron out the army building shenanigans and stuff. And yeah, and yeah, army building shenanigans and some clarity to the rules. Uh, that's what I like. I I guess the other two criticisms I have is that. Uh, the crit tens don't make for a good feel because they 
if you if you shoot someone or hit someone and you score a 10 then it's undefendable unless the enemy rolls a 10 and if they don't roll a 10 the 10 eats a good save and they can do a shield roll to re-roll it but they still have to score a 10 so uh, that's not a good feel and there's also the fact that the game penalties and bonuses come in both target number modifiers and in dice which is like ideally you'd have either one of one of those not both yeah and the verbiage is um not super clear on that it's like plus one attack and sometimes it's plus one attack dice and sometimes it's just plus one dice and it's like okay so this extra attack is i need to roll i can roll a lower number right because i'm rolling six plus so minus one means i'm rolling a five plus or modifying oh yes modifies dice and target numbers as well which is fun yeah yeah so We'd love if that was a bit different. Yeah, pick one. Um, keeping on with the rules, um, so going back to morale real quick. So when you lose a guy, you get a morale dice, and that morale dice is now negative to all of your morale rolls, equal to the number of dead guys you have, apparently. Because there's no other tracking. There's no shock. There's, oh, there is shock. But there's no, like, emotional damage. It's all like, well, Dave's dead. That's one less to our next roll. Uh, now Steve, John, and Bob are also dead, so that's minus four to our next roll. If you, get, if you can survive for a turn, that goes down, the dice is reduced by one. So your normal dice does get better, and your commander can do certain things with certain abilities to make it better as well, a lot. Yeah, and there's also some soft MSU prevention, because uh, every unit destroyed uh, makes the commander die go up, but that's it. Uh, yeah, the morale rules... Uh, yeah, and the yeah, morale dice is also fun, because it also applies a modifier to your combat, so... If you're shooting... Does it now? Melee, yes, so if your morale dice is, say, 4, and my morale dice is a 1, the difference is of minus 1 to minus 3, and the lowest per person with the worst morale loses the dice. Oh, the yeah. The person I've... with the higher morale gets the dice. I think that was an issue in our first game where your uh, Lord Retinue chart, my Lord Retinue, wasn't really an issue in my second game because... Everyone was dying from ranged combat, and then uh, yeah. you, your uh, your foot knights killed six levy out of eight in in, in the combat, and uh, it was unclear whether those two guys those two guys that got left over could <coughs> uh, use their action to react. Because yeah, one thing we forgot: this game's uh, this game allows you allows units to react to being attacked, but only if they yeah. have an unspent action, which. I sort guess they of can weary themselves. Yeah, well, I don't know. I think you can only weary if you get uh, ordered by a commander and stuff. But the thing that the thing is, well, in RPGs, it's more painful when it's uh, when you have to forego your action to do a reaction. And in games like these, it just helps super units from just reacting everything away because. If it didn't cost anything, uh, your shielded knights and mail could probably just use the defensive defensive reaction to anything, tank everything, and then move in their own turn. But yeah, uh, a plus two defense when you're um, already defense four plus, meaning yeah. you need twos is kind of a big deal. It's good. It's good that it's here. It's there, but it's 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 it could be done better because again we're gonna mention saga. Because in Saga, 
everybody fights all the time. If some you get charged, you get to hit back. In this game, you only get to hit back if you choose to hit back if you haven't spent an action yet. Which, yeah, or you're within one inch of someone who is fighting the old 40k rules. Oh, I guess that's in the new 40k as well, and AOS. Which you never <laughs> quite got, but it's fine. Yeah, so it's like, well, you know, why are my guys just taking it on the chin and not doing anything? Like, why are they just defending passively unless you actively order them to defend? Um, and it's an interesting choice you get to make where you like, well, you've got your archers shooting at my archers and my archers want to defend. Do they want to shoot back? Do they want to just do nothing so they can shoot someone else and just cop it on the chin? Which I quite like it as it is presented. Not so much in play, but that's also like I've not enough experience to know that like if there's an optimal choice. Yeah, I mean, it's, if it my is, guys have an A plus save, I'm not going to worry about getting a two plus bonus, but I'll shoot you back. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, it is a conce- conceptually those are good rules. The execution could be better, I guess. Yeah. Uh, now, if we've exhausted the <laughs> rules section, I guess we can go towards Let's talk about uh, how you become shocked. I don't even want to talk about those things because both shocked <laughs> and broken are just, I don't know. It's great. If you lose 25% of your friends in your squad and you, and you fail a morale check, everyone else on the opposing side gets plus three to hit you forever. Well, not forever until, uh, before you rally. And also I think 25% oh. only happens for certain weapons like crossbows and you need to lose 50 in other cases, but then there's also broken rules, and you can't become shocked if you have three, less than three you, less than three guys left standing. Definitely could be written and explained better because, like, I've yeah. I, I've read the rules, I've I've read the FAQ, I've played the game, and it's still one of the least fun parts of it, as far as I'm concerned. It's fair. Um, I think it's neat because I shocked all your guys and that was funny. And then when they were shocked, they also became <laughs> weary, so they minus one to do everything. And it's also funny. Yeah. Um, it's a good time for me, that's, that's what I'm just going to say. <laughs> I mean, Casa was definitely having better time than I was because he took his uh, sergeants with, with crossbows and shot my two hand, <laughs> two hand, two, two, a unit, uh, the unit of my two-handed melee guys who uh, who lost a few dudes, ran away, then got shot again and basically became combat ineffective. And he, did, he yeah, also had... If you lose a combat, you run away. One inch plus one for every dude you've lost, which might make you out of charge range or movement range or effective range. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and uh, we haven't found any indication that that doesn't apply to ranged combat, which means that you can get shot and you ran away or just shimmy away if you lose a dude. Yeah. The, the crossbows were um, real, real good. <laughs> Easy to recommend. <laughs> so, so the so the rules I'd say aren't aren't very like anything groundbreaking. We're not talking like chain of command stuff here, but there's a lot of edge cases and, and not even edge cases, weird interactions to talk about. So that's why the rules section of this uh, review is a bit of a mess because that's how it is in the book. Yeah, um, there's an interesting game in there, but there's just so much in the way of getting to it. That you have to wonder at what point, like how much effort do you have to put into playing this game or understanding this game, and uh, when you can, you just... <laughs> yeah, before you just go and play uh, one-page rules. Uh, hmm. So yeah. Uh, meanwhile, talking about army building. Well, 
we, we, we've laid out the biggest limitation, I guess, which is like, you know, 10% green troops and green, green are the most garbage guys you can have. The rest of it is fairly easy and it's made easier by the absolutely excellent website they have for the game, which like, again, includes the army builder, which exports to PDF, which is like, oh God, like, please, more of this. It automatically does the calculations. It shows the limitations. It's... It's better than it's better than using uh, Battlescribe is ever going to be definitely. Um, the lack of ability um, rules or well, weapon rules in general, like but like otherwise it's probably like as good as Infinity One. Yeah, yeah, Works. I mean, yeah, it, it's only lacking in the specific weapon and ability rules because most weapons have rules, and even if those rules are like. Maces slowing down unit after you hit them, and I'm like, well, if I'm already killing dudes, I I'm yeah. killing dudes <laughs> I mean, with any, yeah, I'm killing dudes with any weapons that I'm fight. Why is it the maces that are s slowing them down? Why aren't maces for like crashing through shields and helmets or something like? I don't know, but yeah, uh, army building. Yeah, you get you get your 1000 points or something and you can fill it out whichever you want. You get to choose from knights and uh, knights uh, without horses, uh, sergeants, sergeants with horses, spearmen, bowmen, crossbowmen, which are a separate category, though sergeants can take crossbows. Uh, you have your levies, you have your angry monks and... You also have uh, you also have to choose, I think, at least one commander who becomes a member of a group. So there's like no Warhammer uh, independent characters, uh, and they and they're an exception because they're the, the commander is basically the only time you'll have uh, units with different statistics in a single blob, because you don't have you don't get musicians, banner bearers, or something in any other things. You only get the commander who can be veteran sergeant uh, baron or a lord which which comes with increasing stats and increasing uh, and different abilities uh and they can only exist in the command group though i think you can have more than one commander or command type unit in the game though i guess the points add up in the higher levels levels and in, and in lower lower levels you can't spend more than 50% of your force points on the commander, which reminds me of the old Warhammer fantasies, where it's like, oh no, you you you're not spending more than this ridiculous amount on your heroes, and like every Warhammer player is like, oh, I wanted to make him immortal. <laughs> yeah, I guess there's no reason you couldn't pop in like a veteran sergeant in all your veteran guys, just extra command point bubbles. Like the commander comes with some um, inspire, which gives you an extra attack and defense dice, which it's not nothing. And it becomes very much something if you you put him out or position him well enough to hold to cover all of your archers in the back. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> and um, the weird the weird thing about commanders is that you buy them, you add them to a group, and then there's commander upgrades like priest and a pennant or a banner or something like that. But they aren't yeah. represented by miniatures, and they aren't miniature dependent. So at least while your lord lives, they can still perform the duties of the bannerman and the priest. Which the musician, is, yeah, <laughs> musician, yeah. Which is a little weird, but okay, okay. Yeah, uh, I mean, I'm sure you can convert that up on your lord's um, base. If you want to get really fancy about it, 
I love to see that. Um, yeah, so, it's a yeah. mechanical upgrade, but it sort of talks about it as if it's an extra character. But it I mean, uh, and uh, the, the, at this point, the developer knows that it's a little confusing because it's one of the things addressed in the FAQ. Um, there's also rules for like if you've got a unit of knights, you can give them. Um, so you can take a unit of knights and you can like upgrade their um, warhorse. We can downgrade them as well. Like, oh, I've got six veteran rounds of knights. Oh, that's too many points. I'm going to take away their horses. They're just on foot, but I've just saved, you know, 15 points per dude. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, 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 I mean, there is like interested, interesting things. Like if if it was addressed, for example, in programming the army builder, but because. Uh, it w- it it won't sh- into, it won't throw up any warnings if you take the mounted knight's uh, horse from him, but then you just have a knight, I guess. <laughs> They're basically yeah. the same. Uh, they also, the same to shoot the volley gear. Can't yeah, wait. but like there's a, there's also the element of like uh, playing your with your barbies here because. If you if you get some knights, you the knight start, starts with sword, male uh, uh, male armor, and a horse. But uh, but there are different qualities of horses. And for example, war horses are the best horse you can get, which makes you which creates basically the only two wound units in the game. But also then it comes with such issues as riding riding through the enemy and then. Uh, in the age-old tradition of cavalry, running away, yeah. <laughs> running away from the action uncontrollably. Thanks, British Civil War. Um, yeah, it's it's interesting. Um, it's just yeah, it's just neat. I think there's too many options. Like the fact that there's a bowman and a crossbowman, and they are mechanically the same. Like same armor, same saves, same costs. Yeah. Except a crossbow is more expensive than a bow. But you just have a bowman that can buy a crossbow. Okay, the the Maybe real difference. the page space. <laughs> the real difference there is that you can't get irregular bowmen, and mm. you can't get regular. you can't get we- you can't get veteran yeah. crossbowmen, and you ca- can't get irregular bowmen. That the, mm. that's the biggest difference. And non-green bowmen have every bloody Sunday, so they can move and shoot at the penalty. Yeah, yeah. So okay, that that yeah. Another, uh, I guess it's one of those other interesting uh, MSU or just uh, buying chaff units prevention system is that uh, some pieces of equipment are gated behind unit experience levels, and some uh, some unit abilities only start working if you take it if you take units at regular or uh, better level, for example. Uh, spearmen uniquely for uh, any for uni- uh, spearmen get the uh, brace ability, which is I think unique to them and not, for example, uh, sergeants who can still still take spears, but they won't know how to use them good, I guess. So there are some fun, interesting tricks to army building, and like again, it's a very functional. Uh, website. It's actually nice to look at, but that's just the whole game. It has really good production values. I'm into the Kickstarter, I'm sure. Um, yeah, yeah, like, what was it? Uh, there were inherent abilities, which a unit can have, and there are non-inherent abilities, which you can buy for any unit, like Damascus Steel, as I mentioned before. 
Well, so some of those uh, some of those non-inherent abilities that you can buy are only limited to commanders, and some are like for everyone. Yeah. But there's still 76 of them, and uh, thank God there's a search function in the. Uh, there is a search function in the uh, Warhost army builder because otherwise mm -hmm. you'd probably go insane. Then again, you you don't have the unit description, so you have to go back to the rulebook to see what the rule means. But yeah, uh, you can really you can really make these guys yours. You can uh, you can do all sorts of shenanigans like taking male armor away from your uh, foot knights. <laughs> I mean, if you take male armor away from your foot knights, they don't have any other armor option. But hey, maybe you want to rely on uh, having a large shield and six inch six inch charges. So. Yeah, they still start with 7 plus save without any armor, so like, it's not, not terrible. And the movement penalties for armor are bananas, yeah. And if you give them a large shield, they, that's basically a rerollable 7 plus save. And they, they, they can now move 6 inches, which helps them avoid archers a bit better. Yeah. I guess at the same speed as, I guess 7 plus is the default human um, save value. Yeah, yeah. I, I really hate that armor is just a flat movement penalty. So if you have your male, your, your knight in male armor on a warhorse, he's still minus two to move. The warhorse can't possibly carry all that weight. Yeah, yeah, like, if you wait a, that much... A human much, being trained from birth to wear heavy mail is still going to be slower than a human being in, like, padded jeans. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's not silver bayonet levels of uh, cavalry hate, but... <laughs> But yeah, uh, yeah. It's, they're still so yeah, faster uh, than a person, which is good. yeah. So yeah, uh, army builder, good army building, not that hard. Uh, should have limits on how many shooting dudes you can take, and also maces should have different special rule. Yeah, the um, there's almost like a rock paper scissors thing going on with the weapons because like swords give you a reroll if you've got the special ability. Yeah, parries, extra defense, dice against sword, mace, hand weapons, maces. Yeah. Yeah, but the interesting thing is that a sword, sword is, uh, arming units with swords give you just a single additional uh, defense die, uh, while others the have more... A minus one if they're not wearing um, nail. Yeah. If, I just sort of, like, a sword makes a guy cheaper. A spear is... A lance is also a point reduction... Yeah, the, 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 I I don't know how how well balanced the individual weapons are, but at the uh, pile of complaints, it's definitely somewhere down there, definitely way below. I don't be below having rules be a bit hard to read. Yeah, so they're not always a cost modifier. I think it's addressed in the FAQ somewhere, uh, because sometimes that sometimes the price is baked into the person or dude. Because I think it's even if you read it in the book. Different units might have different biases for weapons if memory serves. Yeah, that's fair. Um, okay, yeah, but so I like that like, two-handed weapons are also... Um, if the enemy counterattacks you and you've got a big-ass axe, you will strike second, which is not ideal. But, you know, maybe you don't care because you're a four-plus save knight in mail. It's like, okay, <laughs> you better kill me, mother... Moving on from army building to army build by Yang... Uh, 
Uh, well, if, if you were looking for excuses to buy miniatures, uh, if you wanted to get into medieval, Footsor, uh, I think, is the main uh, place that sells Baron's War, and it sells a whole lot of miniatures, uh, I think, created specifically for this game. Not that we are that much uh, bereft of uh, medieval Europe dudes, but they... Yeah, this is uh, clearly their, um, their storefront for their successful Kickstarters, which they've had three. Yeah, uh, which is like, you know, good on them. There's... Uh, Bunch of a bunch of uh, metal miniatures, which is like, hey, I hate metal, but the miniatures are really neat. And both in the book and in the store, they are painted up lovely, which yeah, like you know just entices you to buy it. I think I think they are good looking dudes. Uh, we've certainly seen uh, uh, warlord games stumble on making human faces look human recently. So like you know. Turns out, so these are good. Uh, I'm I'm looking at uh, I when I was flipping through the rule book, confused about something, and I I was looking at like those beautiful red knights and stuff, and I was like going, God damn it! Wish this game, wish this game felt better. If you want uh, miniatures for all the historical characters mentioned in the uh, game, Footsore will sort you out. And if you want something uh, else, well. Futsar aren't the only miniature producers in the world. No, and like Victrix have their boxes of um, Dark Ages guys, which might work if you're a person like me who knows nothing about historical weaponry or medieval times and think, yeah, that guy's got a sword, job's a good one. Um, <laughs> guys in plate and sorted. <laughs> if, if that guy doesn't have a visible firearm, it's medieval to me. Must be, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, like, what do you mean my day seems don't count? What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm looking at uh, the miniature for Peter de Roche, Bishop of Winchester, and it's a really lovely metal miniature, so you can definitely take foot sore for characters and then fill out the ranks with the plastics from uh, other places. Yeah, your old Bretonians or whatever you might have lying around. Or just use our Saga army, like, it's still individually based. Yeah, oh, who is it? Zeus Vault Miniatures, who don't seem fashy, but it is a name you could pick. <laughs> uh, Fireforge Games, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Fireforge should... goes together well, nice plastics, yeah. Yep, yep. Uh, so, you know, you're spoiled for choice, and when it comes to... And you have a new excuse to uh, paint up some, dude, some historical dudes that aren't another release of uh, Nazis for World War II gaming. <laughs> Yeah, and it's like you'll probably hit about 40 guys for your side, maybe 50 if you want to go really spammy. So it's not an insurmountable task to paint up that many guys in like a weekend with your friends. Um, I, uh, you know, at, the, uh, at the army building edge and stuff, like you can uh, go, you can go on an elite heavy army and then one sacrificial unit of green troops. Uh I'm looking at the uh, Futsor uh, uh, website and the 500-point uh, beginner retinue that you can download the PDF for is, at this point, 70 euro with a deal would be 96, which is, I guess, a... Oh, uh, with, it says you get the uh, you get the book free, but I don't know. It's 26, uh, 26 miniature and it's 96 euros. It might be pricey for some... 
but uh, Fireforge, you can get the English Army, which is 36 dudes, mix of bows and swords. And it's 24 quid. <laughs> okay, so maybe there are better deals than Footsore, but still, they make... Uh, yeah, they the minis are really nice, like... Uh, like like we mentioned, ba the Baron's War has really good production values. The illustrations are nice, and when they're not when they're not uh, like you know plates and drawings, they're uh, uh, pictures of miniatures, and those look uh, yeah, the really amazing. Nice. Yeah, so the paint the paint jobs and the example minis in the book are really nice. So yeah, uh, basically. Uh, Whatever you do when it comes to buying medieval miniatures, you can uh, you, you can you can hardly make a mistake. Go get them, boy. So, uh, moving on to the hottest podcasting segment in the history of podcasting, compliment sandwich. Uh, I'm going to start, and I'm going to say I'm going to say that I really like the attention paid to gaming aids and the army builder because we love a game that has support outside of the books, and not not all mainstream game companies understand the necessity for that. So, love to see it. Yeah, it publishes a really readable PDF of the unit stat cards. Uh, I like that you can. Bring Robin Hood, and I like that the game says, "No, one Robin Hood. You can't have one, and he can't have one. One of you has to pick someone else." <laughs> I, I mean, like, oh, yeah, fun. you can't both <laughs> yeah, bring I, Batman. That makes no sense. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, 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 I actually like it when games try to set their foot down like that instead of going like, "Yeah, well, it's a tournament game. We're just pretending that we care about the fluff sometimes." I uh, have Roboot Gilliman kill another Roboot Gilliman. It doesn't matter. Uh, so yeah, that, that, that is a good, fun piece of writing. What I did not like, I guess, is the general lack of clarity because like, oh, you just can't read it. Well, if I can't read it, uh, maybe it's unclear. Uh, that that uh, yeah. like, I, like we love to say that every, every book could use the most... Uh, you could use playtesters that do the most bad faith reading of the rules and the most hostile editor possible so it wouldn't be so so it would become the most the best clearest product it can be for uh, other players so i think yeah i think i'd i'd love more clarity here yeah the um the way the rules are written is kind of a letdown it makes it's not like adversarial like he's not aggressive in his tone or anything like that the way the information is presented a few times, like the, the combat grid, which will probably, oh, sorry, the combat reference chart, probably post that on Twitter just to show you like what we're talking about because it makes rules that are otherwise fine seem much more convoluted to the game's detriment. Like shock uh, and broken are simple enough, but the way they're presented is very, like, I wish I had the game devs teach me, man. That'd be so much easier. <laughs> But considering that uh, it's uh, it's impractical to have a game there, uh, game dev be there every time you need to teach a new person to play a game, yeah. doubly, doubly so during plague times, uh, the rule book has to do it, and I wish the rule book did it. Uh, hmm. What's the other thing uh, I like about the game? There, there are no, no big standout. There are no big standout features that I like, but I I like that you can see those. 
those flashes of uh, purposeful uh, rule building, like with the uh, casualty removal for obstructing from obstructing friendly units and stuff, where it where you can see that it's like ah oh, they considered that that this that some players might be shits about it and uh, yeah. Consider considered stuff like MSU because like you know broken units raise the uh, morale die on the commander and stuff. So like I like those things. I, I I like when you see stuff being done with intent. Yeah. Um. I think the other thing I like I love in the art is um just like you said the the game honestly plays pretty quick, much faster than I expected it to. And there's a lot of things you're doing every time. It's, it's, you know, I'm in the squad. You're in the squad. I react to your attack. There's no instances where I sit down and your whole army wipes me out. It just feels like yeah. I've always got an interesting choice to be making rather than just like, and now I'm doing the sit-down time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, especially with the reaction rules, you you're, you're have to be in there even when the enemy is attacking and it's not like the old Warhammer issue of like, well, it's not my turn. I have nothing to do here except for maybe roll a save uh, now and then. So yeah, uh, I, I I I like the intent going there for that. Like you can never go to sleep <laughs> uh, during yeah. the opponent's turn. Now, but it's not the... so much that you're like getting exhausted in Pindy Star. It's like, oh, yep, okay, I'll check everything you're doing constantly because. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It, 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 well, my trick uh, uh, for not getting that feeling in Infinity is to not know the rules. And mm. uh, well, I don't know if you can't do that. <laughs> yeah, sure. Tags are ha- t- tags can hack now. I I didn't read the ITS rules. Sure, do it. Makes sense to me. Well, I wouldn't jump. Yeah, it will hack you. Um, there's no. Oh, maybe I missed it. There's no like rule zero garbage. There's no. Oh, if you if you're not sure, just roll the dice. Like no, commit. Decide things. Yeah. I bought yeah. your rules to play your rules. Yeah. I paid my money because I believe you to be a, crea- a game creator who's better at creating game than I am. Uh, don't make me become a game creator. I don't want to be. So, yeah. Uh, and now uh, for the penultimate segment, I guess. So, would you play this game? Probably. Honestly, yeah. Like, I'd need someone... I don't know. Actually, thinking about it, probably not. Not if this is the only game on Desert Island, I'd play it. Sure, but there are other games that I like for speed and efficiency. Um, it's not a failing of the game that I found it hard. Well, you know, it's a little bit of the game, but like, hang on, I'll say it again. No, I wouldn't play this game unless someone else who knew it very well was willing to answer all of my dumb questions and explain it to me and lead me by the hand down the garden path. Yeah, I wouldn't play this game unless uh, somebody taught Casa how to play this game and then he told me whether it was fun. <laughs> yeah, I, I I think there's a cool game in here. There's an interesting game to be found, I'm sure. Um, the production value alone speaks that there's something of worse in this set of 140 plus pages. Yeah, but if it were like I, ninety pages, and then really heavily cop down from that, um, yeah, very much, very much. Uh, I cut down a version of the shooting rules and stuff, like because at this mm. point, if I had to choose, I'd play Saga. I am extremely terrible at Saga. Uh, I don't know what uh, probabilities are. Uh, I can barely read the Saga dice. I've lost nearly game. I every game I played of it, but I like it as the game more. So yeah, honestly, battle boards. This game hasn't got battle boards, so yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
battle boards are like uh, are like chain of commands patrol phase. They're like one of those killer features. Yeah, if if your game has command points and four thousand options, instead use a battle board. Yeah, yeah. I have sold forty k. Notice you admiring. Yeah, like a, a few days ago, Castus oh, said... Oh, man, Kill like, Team with battle boards would rule! Holy shit! A few days, Castus said, like, what if Warhammer removed all the command point nonsense and just added battle boards? Would you play it? And I was like, god damn it, man. <laughs> Maybe I would. Yeah. Maybe I would. That, that, that would solve a lot, of, a lot of my problems with that game. <laughs> yeah... So, uh, yeah, so that was Baron's War, a very nice-looking game. Maybe not as nice game to play, not, not as nice of a game to play, which is a shame because we were, uh, I was looking forward to it because everyone's, yeah. everyone's talking about it. Like, a lot of our followers are building nice-looking uh, Baron's War armies, but it uh, just didn't catch me. Honestly, they're talking about it for good reason. Like, there's a lot in there to like if you've got the time to invest in liking this game our problems are like we've got to read a game in a fortnight and be like an expert but like oh god it's all so confusing why can't this be simpler and be like oh well <laughs> yeah so yeah uh next time we'll return i guess with something that has fewer swords and shields uh something more uh futuristic possibly uh but for now uh like napoleonics <laughs> no no napoleonics silver bayonet mark two <laughs> <laughs> Silver bayonet. This time, the, the this time the uh, the test play is nothing but horses. Uh, no, yeah, for, the uh, for are decent. Yeah. So this point, this has been a fortified niche. I'm JC Dent. You can find my links to the blog and to the uh, I don't even remember what in the show description. And uh, it's time yeah, for you, I'm man. Casa. Uh, yeah, find me on Instagram and Twitter and general social areas uh enjoy our podcast outro which is also very cool i think uh, if you like yep. it leave a comment and if you don't yep. be nice about why you don't like it yeah and uh if anything we have credits for both the editor and our cre- and our uh, awesome awesome intro creator in the show description bye bye